to be continued, a fanboy podcast. Please follow us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also catch us on the various platforms such as iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and our newly minted YouTube channel. That's to be continued, a fanboypodcast.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I'm getting to that. Please remember to like and subscribe. And as always, a five-star rating is appreciated. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that. But we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. And welcome back. This is to be continued, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy passions. You're not going to learn anything, but if you stick around, you just might have some fun. And we are going to have a lot of fun today, right? Yay! <laughs> this is. The I way. feel. I feel like this, Custer this at the way. last stand. I'm, wave, I'm waving pom poms. <laughs> I, I don't feel like a lot of supports coming on. You know, for I we're gonna have a lot of fun well, here today, guys. Happy right? New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Welcome to 2020. Yes, yes. I'm Hugh Downs, and this is 2020. <laughs> uh, this is our first show of the of New Year. year. Uh, oh, don't! Lice, no, don't! Lice. No, now there are two of them. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for our, our international audience. Uh, as always, I'm Miguel Alejandro Velez, one of I, your hosts. I'm Edward Ng. I'm almost uh, um, offended that you <laughs> called me international. <laughs> Almost, not quite. Not quite. Not quite. Can we hold? Can we hold the bird flu with the New Year's? (laughs) (laughs) And we are here in uh, Park Slope, Brooklyn, at Pancake Studios, uh, hosted by our one and only Jonathan Vergara. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And today in the studio, and via the magic of technology technology all things are possible all things are possible through technology except teleportation except teleportation which we were yeah we'll get to why that was important could have could have come handy in a pinch uh in studio we have uh my good friend uh the uh the king of star wars uh uber nerd maximus uber nerd Okay. <laughs> it's like the Pontiff Maximus is like the Pope. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm not arguing, you know. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for the accolades. I appreciate that. I'm not arguing. I mean, come on. I'm, yeah, you're, I'm humble. I'm not, you know. <laughs> when people give you, uh, yeah. you know, accolades, I take them. I'll take them. I'll take them. Uh, Jeremy Martin. Uh, welcome back, Jeremy Martin. Yay. Hi, everyone. Jeremy Razor Skywalker Martin. Razor. Don't, Razor. don't mess with Razor. <laughs> uh, Jeremy had a hell of a time coming in here. A lot of accidents. <laughs> yeah, it was a nightmare ride today. Uh, have, that's all right. Have you ever seen the movie Shoot 'em Up? <laughs> yes. That's basically how he got in here today. <laughs> and our international correspondent, Anna. Nice. Stanimir. Grimo. Uh, waving. With, with the Zippo. Waving the Zippo lighter. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're back on cigarettes? You're no. Not, you're not e-cigaretting anymore? You're done with the e's? I'm I'm all over the place. All right, I'm, okay. I'm drinking, I'm smoking, I'm... So long as you get nicotine in some form, it's all good. It's all right. Exactly. There you go. Uh, coming to us from from Anisi, France. 
Uh, it's going to be a good episode today. We're going to cover a lot of stuff. Uh, we're going to get a little sad. We're going to bring it down a little in the beginning. Well, first... And then the middle... We're gonna get really good, and at the end, it might get sad again. I don't know. It, it, it might be a roller coaster. Well, I, I want it, that's all right. Emotions are good. Well, Emotions I want I want to call this episode the trial of Razor Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna call it the Martin Report, and you know, prefaced <laughs> by the Martin Report. <laughs> I need theme music. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Coming to you live from Atlanta, the Martin Report. <laughs> the Martin Report. <laughs> so you smoking a cigarette? They don't want to tell you the truth. Doing my best gravely voice. There you go. Yes, that's not how it is. Uh, but our so episode. I, I, so now I gotta do a French accent in English with a smoking voice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, whoa. In other words, you have to whoa. sound. Whoa. Right. Whoa. That's, that's great. <laughs> You're basically. I'm, I'm really like, hearing the bass out of your voice here, Jerry. It's basically Marge yes. Simpson. Yes. yes. Basically, Marge Simpson's sister, right? Right. <laughs> with a French accent. With a French accent. <laughs> Ooh, ugh. that's got a sounds like an engine. That was, that was a little odd. <laughs> anyway, uh, today's episode uh, um, will be going to be all over the place. Uh, it will be a Star Wars kind of specific episode. But before we get into that, um. and before we talk about the cult of Fonzie, <laughs> no, we're not getting into the cult of Fonzie. But um, Ed, I came out of left field. I was not aware we were covering Fonzie today. Ed, hey. Ed, there will be a sea of leather jackets, <laughs> and they will put an end to you tyranny and injustice throughout the world. Throughout the world, Jeremy. You hear me? You hear the me now? World. Officer Kirk will tell you. He's giving me crazy eyes. Right I'm going to put him in a slammer. Um, I um. Yeah, before we get into the Star Wars stuff, uh, it was. I really wanted to talk about the Fonz, but I think we'll yeah. we'll do our tribute. We'll do our tribute. <laughs> we're we're um, pay respects pay in respects. the past uh, uh, since January seventh. Today's the twelfth. It's been it's been what two weeks. The death of Neil Peart, drummer, lyricist, songwriter, author <laughs> of the Canadian band um, Rush. He, uh, Neil Peart passed away for, of brain cancer and, and it's sort of wow. re reverberating throughout the music community. And as, uh, you know, this is a, a fanboy podcast and Jonathan and I are very huge, well, because we're both, aside Ed, from musical Ed, partners. Ed, Ed, let, tell them, tell them about the trip to Pennsylvania. I'll get to that. <laughs> I'll get to that. That, that proves, no, see, to me, that proves your bona fides as a fanboy. <laughs> I'll get to that. Is because, that like an I love you man kind of story? Well, no. Well, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get to that. <laughs> but now that it's, it's planted, he'll definitely get to it. But, I, I have um, to. But basically, the, 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 what's been thematic with Rush, and we're, we're going to have a whole separate show about this, is that Rush has been forever an uncool thing to talk about for many, for generations. And really? it wasn't. Yeah, because. Yeah, I never knew that. You know they're not they're not they're not, bit, they're they're not Zeppelin band. they're not um, they're an awesome progressive band yeah well see that's the thing you know like Anthony they are big, they are musicians music they are musicians musicians now it wasn't until the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2015 Dave Grohl and Taylor Hawkins they delivered their speech inducting Rush into the Hall of Fame and he says when did uh, uh, like upon the mysteries of the universe, when did Rush become so uncool, you know, uh, that we're talking about them right now? 
Which and I think, I don't know. I, th I guess that would be the point though. That's I, the whole point. Is, is that, that they were, they, they're definitely were a nerd band. They are a nerd band. They are a very... That stood the test of time. You yeah. You see, right? Well, so, well, that's you, you. what you've always drilled into me over the years has always been. Yeah. What other band has still been around, was still pumping out albums, still toured, mm -hmm. and had up until all end. of... Up until, up until like only like what, two years ago, something like that? Uh, pretty much. And had all of the original members that had never broke, had, and had never gone through this sort of like... Broke up. The guy went away. Well, yeah, well, 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 to be fair, to yeah, be fair, that's, Neil that's rarer than that's, yeah. yeah I'd well, have to well, sit and to, think about to that. To be fair, Neil Peart replaced the original drummer John Rotzi from the very first album, and from then on, that was like 1974 on. Yeah, no. When 1974, people think of Rush, they think that's of that a line. long yeah, time. Yeah. Okay, but again, uh, he passed. Well, you, you've got Scorpions and you've got Rolling Stones in that you know category, and that's about it. Well, yeah, scorpions. but but wow. Rolling Stones, Beatles, yeah. Scorpions, these are brand names. But you mentioned Rush, and I remember now two stories. I uh, we have a we have a local um, bookstore over here, and my pal Nicholas that I went to school with him, he invited me to a party, and uh, at his party he he invites his his uh, um, his employees, and they're all like millennials and young and youngins, and somehow I mentioned Rush as one of my one of my one of my interests as a musician or like, you know, these are one of my top bands. There's this young kid who goes, that's not cool. And I look at him, I go, you know, nothing. Well, he had to, he's like, you're lucky my chicks here, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky my chicks here. All right. Now the other, the other it's story, the other story is, yeah, I know, I know. Cause I've talked to this guy about rush before. Now, 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 now and here's a conversation. Uh, early on in our in our in our friendship, and uh, like close to two de decades ago, uh, we go on a road trip. I we, to you were your helping homestead. you were helping me to bring some Christmas gifts up to my mom. Right, and this is in my my old Nissan Sentra, I believe. You weren't even married yet. I wasn't even married yet, right? Yeah. And uh, I I go no man, I'm going to put on Rush, like. I'm gonna give you seventy percent of the ride. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an education, man. You're gonna learn today. Because here's the thing, your love for the Eagles, I, I understood that. I love the Eagles. You love the Eagles. No, 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 Ed. Remember, all of the Eagles. what it was I is right. No, I did not. as we were riding, we're listening to no, no. Know, whatever he gives me a whole dissertation on. Oh, let me explain. Form, yeah. Right? So we're like flipping through the channel. Does though. <laughs> Yeah, like Jeremy's like, and yeah, and. Yeah. That's what does. How is that different than like any other day? Because because fly. because the conversation is like it goes all along on the highway, cool I, in my cool I through pantomime in my hair. the pantomime, whole pantomime, song for right? him. <laughs> okay, so that song is done. Was this like listening to the Hotel California like five times in a row? <laughs> no, so no, analyzing. Now he put in this word. So right that's exactly right. right. So then I go. Well, listen to this, and right. it's the trees, and I don't, I didn't care if any, if no one else liked it, but the lyrics. Yeah, I was like, what's going on? There's trouble this? in the forest. All right, there was trouble with the trees for the maples, uh, for the for the maples want more sunlight, and the oaks ignore their plea, and it was a whole civil war with trees. Yeah, yeah. Written by Neil Peart. Brilliant exactly. lyrics. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> Again, it's a critique on uh, communism, right? Uh, no, it was... It, no, it, was, I, it, it actually is. It was making society, a whole, like, egalitarianism, that whole thing. That's yeah. what it was about. Yeah. But regardless, it was nerdy shit that... 
that that is the thing not about that Ru- many people ca- would would care that, to talk no no about. but that is the thing rush's songs are these sci-fi sci-fi philosophically injected things they're, you know, the name, well, they're the Temple of Cyrenac? Cyrix. Cyrix, I'm sorry, excuse in, me. In souvenirs to the summer of 1995, when we were in California, you came with your frat <laughs> out to California. Do you remember this? Universal Studios, blah, 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 I'll, blah, blah. I will not divulge everything that happened, but it was somewhere really? around midnight. You, you probably were, one you in the morning. We were, we were sauced. <laughs> we were pretty sauced. We, you know, the, just well marinated. <laughs> in whatever it is that we were drinking all night and we started singing Rush in the middle of the hotel room you know you and your frat bro- brothers and me and Francie and 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 this is the whole point of what makes Rogers. them <laughs> of what makes them the nerdy band what made them and the I band am very proud to be part that. of that crowd <laughs> you know and that makes you really rare because um, the jo- the running joke is and this is I think this was said in, in the, the movie I Love You Man where uh, it was like a it was like a postscript um, that can be found in YouTube. There, the, um, uh, um, Paul Rudd and Jason Siegel, yeah. they sneak into the uh, into into backstage. Their, the backstage room with these fake passes, all access passes. Uh, Neil, Alex, and 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 Getty, they they walk back in, and as they're walking, they're like, "Wow, you know, there's a whole all four women on the front row." They were like. All four women in the front row of the crowd at tonight's show. Again, it was like the, the coolest thing. You were not. You were. You were. You were condemned to never getting laid if you listened to Rush. For for and yet for, here we are years later, and they because getting laid. the nerdiness of them, I think, is not just the content of the of, of the songs, but for you guys, it was a lifetime. It was, of, it was their their musicianship on top of it. You guys. It, Really cotton to the fact that these three guys, yeah, well, well they make they, they, so much absolute like noise. They spawn like it when you think about it. Well, look, they, it, there are three. Well, it's a, the, the enduring legacy is the fact that they were such good musicians. Yeah, you know, you can be a, a lyricist and you can be a songwriter, but being able to make mm-hmm. the songs mm-hmm. that endure is that's something that's different. That's something that's special. Well, again, they were inducted into the Hall of Fame finally. Um, well, prior to that, they were on the, uh, the old Stephen Colbert show, for which Stephen jokes, um, is there any chance that your next album would be That's Bullshit? Right? <laughs> because they had not yet because been had not inducted. Been. So they get inducted in, in 2015, and uh, along with Hart, along with Donna Summers, along with Quincy Jones, by the time they announced Rush, they had a long-standing ovation. Um, the guys from Foo Fighters... Uh, gosh, like, and again, this is this is a band that reverberates with widely and deeply because, like, time you just musicians, said, the yeah, guys, all those people that are they've influenced down the line from what you said right. from basically the mid seventies, mm-hmm. you know, up until I would say their influence was still strongly felt. I would say even you would go back to the late nineties, there would still be bands. Yeah, yeah. People oh, would yeah. be like, that's oh, what I totally. grew up on. I mean, this I, I yeah, have easily. very vivid high school and college memories of Rush. Like being played at parties and, and, and again, like if it's, you know, if I got to get into the nerd, I'm a nerd and that's why I like them. And, and you know, their music, I, you know, I, I play piano. So maybe it is because they're musicians, <laughs> musicians. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's, I think 
that they haven't gotten into the Hall of Fame sooner because they're from Canada. That's 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 my. <laughs> well, that's part of the reason because it's. <laughs> that's yeah, what I mean, keep them Canucks out. Well, look, I mean, um, it it mean it means a big deal for guys like me and John, John, who I consider you know uh, a little brother, and um, that you and I we've had our own, we've had our own adventures as musicians and also as as, as partners in music, um, but. We've always had, we've, I, I don't, I don't know about you, John, but I've always had uh, um, a, a life of what, what does it mean to be an outsider being, I don't know, being the only Asian kid in my classroom, that sort of thing, or just, just being into like uncool stuff like science fiction, Star Trek, Star Wars, that we're, what we're going to talk about today. The very fact that we have a, a podcast, a podcast about, this crap, about, right. this, about this crap, you know, speaks volumes about the life that I've lived. But I think that that's the I think that that's important to 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 dovetail into the show itself, and then into Rush is that I think that's the sort of audience that they had cultivated, yeah. and it's not too dissimilar from the fanboy audiences for genre work. I think that you people who are you get definitely people who are into the themes, and that's the same thing with Rush's music. Yeah, but then you get people who are into the minutia. You know what I mean? True fanboys. Time signatures. <laughs> you know what I mean? But who like again, who 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 love and then there's oh my god, Ed, there's all of the ways Rush has influenced fanboy stuff. Well look, if um, um if if like I said, um oh wow, the whole rush scene starts getting oddly cool if um on in basketball, the the creators of the Trey, Trey, uh, Matt Parker and Trey um Trey Parker and Matt Stone are joking about this in their movie and then also in like an episode of uh, of South Park and then we're also getting that in Aqua Teen Hunger Force Hung Hunger, Hunger Force where Newport was, or whatever you know they had that but um Ed you think about um I don't know if you knew this and probably if I had told you this you would have watched the show I think but uh there uh there was uh the second of the Nickelodeon <coughs> Avatar shows which Cora. was uh Cora her dog, the snow dog. Really? Wow. They na they <laughs> name dropped that. That's why it was the snow dog is wow. because they're Rush fans. Holy nice. cow! You know what I mean? That that is. That's not going to make me want to watch. Uh, <laughs> you Bender. should though. You should. It's incredible. <laughs> Anyway, I, I saw the Nickelodeon series on the the last Airbender, and it rocks. Fight me on it. <laughs> not to be confused with the movie oh, by Night Shyamalan, which really was not. Here a we have. So so she was just saying that she 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 watches Airbender. Thank you, and Anna isn't isn't he a fool for not for not Am following my rule? He is a fool because it's an excellent excellent series. And, if and you so like, much so that even my girls liked it. How's that? It's amazingly well written. The character arcs, everything about yeah. it. Is, I'm a, is, I'm a fool for amazing. love and I mean, rush. Okay? And they were and and they were rush fans, Ed. So you can't deny them. They were rush fans. So it's not, we're going to turn this but, into an Avatar but it is, thing. Skip the movie because the movie. Yeah, is, obviously the live action thing was crap. How do you do that after this? Anyway, but um, what? Okay. So I, I want to hear. I want. Exactly. I, I would like to hear from from John about someone who is you know you, you and I are a generation really removed from Russia's heyday. John, John is, is even further. Yeah. is even further removed. Growing up in the you know in the time he did, and yet uh, I've always known you as an ardent fan of Rush. So like as someone as a drummer, especially yeah. My, my what drummer. is your what what is your what is your takeaway from Rush as as, as their fan? Well, I just want to say, uh, 
Rush might not be everyone's cup of tea, but we all have to acknowledge the the talent and the the musicianship. Yes, really great. And uh, about Neil Peart specifically, um, he's a poet, a writer, a thinker, and to me, he's like actually one of the few um, rock stars, aka that like didn't show a really bad example, that didn't like get into drugs, that didn't like yeah. che- cheat. Like, didn't, like, you know, buy really crazy expensive things. He was like, an actual positive role model for people. Humility. And he was a positive role mo- model for me, you know. Um, yeah, I think the old story was, like, the... when they when they toured with Kiss, Kiss would have their groupies on. and uh, um... Well, don't talk about how specifically uncool they were for not... Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> we're trying to say how badass these well, guys were. Well, the guys would pass by their, Ooh, their, yeah, yeah. their room, and it's like, and... and, and uh, here, these three guys are just not. They're just like sitting around in their hotel rooms while we have our groupies, you know. And here's Neil. He reads. He was a voracious reader. That's but, your. Yeah, that's yeah, your yeah. Gene Simmons, by the way. You know? <laughs> See, it's similar. Like, that's how I felt when Chris Cornell passed away. Because like ah, that was. Okay, t- yeah. Chris Cornell was to me what Rush was mm-hmm. to you guys, mm-hmm. and he was always that influence. Like he came from the grunge generation where every you know mm-hmm. Kurt Cobain and everybody died of heroin and. He didn't. He was always clean. He was all. He was a family man. He was mm-hmm. amazing music. All, all yeah, that. you didn't really yeah. ever and hear then he anything. Just, and, and then, then he that, just dies. Yeah, you know. Uh, and it was yeah. what the hell. Yeah. But yeah, continue. But yeah, I mean, uh, me and me and Ed would geek <laughs> out and and listen to Rush and stuff, and we were, you know, I was really inspired by Neil Peart's drumming, and honestly, that's kind of what got me into drumming. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I, can I, now can yeah. I ask you a question uh, as what is, uh, if you could describe it and use use technical terms that I might not understand, that's <laughs> fine. But like, uh, what is the difference in Neil Peart's approach to drumming, and especially in those bigger songs and the more well known songs, as compared to like, say, someone some some other well known drummers? In um, your opinion, in my opinion, uh, Neil Peart's drumming is a double edged sword because. He was so he was such a perfectionist and like everything yeah. he did was super thought out. And I think that that shows that he's like a really good he really cares about like what he's doing, his performances and the way he wrote. But on the flip side, it didn't make for great improv. Yeah, yeah. So a critique that a lot of people gave him was that um he's mechanical. That, that he's very mechanical, very precise, where some some people actually like sloppiness. Or being a able little to more like, rawness to it. A little, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's very refined as a drummer. But which, which I I would agree with you because <clears throat> when I've heard Rush live, it's identical. Yeah, they it, it is. It's there's identical. very like, oh my god, that this is like almost note for note, mm. yeah. you know, beat for beat as the studio recording well, it. Well, at some point yeah. in his career, he had huh. to. He That's felt that he needed to unlearn how mm. to be how to be mm. a drummer. Uh, he um, his hero was um, was Buddy Rich, the great. The great Buddy Rich of of, of who was boy, all about jazz, who was all about improvisation, who was all about yeah. improv, right? That's jazz. So he had to learn how to be a jazz drummer. Um, but um, um, if there's, do you have any anything more to add? I mean, other than like rest in peace, and like you know, it's it's weird to get to an age when you start seeing your heroes pass. Yeah, and uh, so I'm at the, again, to that age. <laughs> at the age of uh, at the age of sixty two, he passed away January seventh. Again, that's about two weeks, and uh, you know, uh, 
his legacy will 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 live on in 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 our hearts as musicians and and he's he will be a hero to many and um and yeah he'll be missed so Dear to Neil Pert and if I can quote yeah <laughs> please please Dr. Krieger <laughs> from the show Archer and his words about the person in question and he said and I quote Neil Pert stands alone <laughs> <laughs> and so if uh, we could have a moment of silence for uh, Neil Parrott, um rest in peace rest in peace Neil okay uh, side note I have yet to watch Archer <laughs> yeah me too my dad's 60 something years old my dad, dad watches it, it? My dad watches it and loves the shit out of it, and he tells me about. And I have, I have yet to watch. And I, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, I got, I got, I got to catch up on this. And I watch the, the the show that those guys started on, Frisky Dingo. Right. Yeah. I watched Frisky Dingo. If and you, I loved Frisky if Dingo. If you like but that, I have yet to, I have yet to watch. You Arthur. definitely would like well, Arthur. I'm sorry, I have no, I, I have the, no the doubt that I would. The, the character Doctor Krieger that you mentioned has a van, and the van on on the side of the van is a painting <laughs> of the album. Exit stage left, but it says exit, exit, exit van, exit stage, exit. He's a character who is also obsessed with Rush. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so, well, then I have to watch. Have you? Have you? And I, that was the line. It was basically it was like it was like I have great news, everybody. <laughs> what you finally mastered, Red Brichetta? <laughs> Sadly, no. All right, Neil um, Pert stands alone. Now, <laughs> this is the way. This is the way. So. uh... <laughs> what a segue! Um, beautiful, it's perfect. We uh, <laughs> we have Anna return back, and uh, my God, Anna, is this your third like shot in a row here on the it show? Might it might be. It might I think be a it, record. I think yeah, it's like third time in a row. It might be a record. I told her I put her in prime time. time. Oh yeah, semi permanent here. Semi permanent, practically, practically. Uh, oh, she'll be having her uh, her her. Her Dracula Witcher show. Have, a show. have her own spinoff show. Um, I, I don't really think we should waste time on that. <laughs> there you go. And, that, and by the way, Anna, that would be the name of your spinoff show. I don't think, should, I don't think we need to spend that waste time I, I don't, on that. I don't, you know what? We could do that because I've watched so much crap lately because we could definitely. It would be just you with a list of things. You don't need to Not watch this. Yeah. You don't need to watch that. This is terrible. <laughs> So, um, no, um, so Anna's returned. We have Jeremy here because, uh... Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> uh, first off, we're going to tackle more or less the ending of the Mandalorian season, and then we're going to chew over some Rise of Skywalker fat again. So, uh, Anna was on here the yeah. last time. We had not yet finished the season for the Mandalorian. Uh, seriously? We hadn't finished it like at that time, like when we recorded that show. Uh, I think it had two it, more episodes to go when we did yeah, that. Yeah, but you guys did a post Rise of Skywalker show. Yeah, but we didn't talk about. Oh, but you didn't talk about Mandalorian. Yeah, okay. yeah, we didn't have you to talk about. <laughs> so, so actually, the show this. should be called Rise of Stanimir because she's back for a third time. Oh, we Rise of Razor. Gonna have to talk to everyone's agent here. <laughs> 
work out back deals and all these spinoffs. Oh my God. As long, well, as long as I get my, uh, just don't waste time on as that. As long one. as I'm a Favreau and I have like my executive producer credit. Just give me, I'm, just I'm give me Filoni. Just give me a I'm Filoni. Good. You're good. Just give me Filoni. Uh, actually, I would like, you know, since we didn't get a chance to talk to you uh, really directly about it, uh, beginning to end the Mandalorian. How did you feel about it? Um, I loved it. Start, start to finish. I loved every part of it. Mm -hmm. I, you know, you read a lot of reviews on online and people complain, oh, there were slow episodes and slow parts of this and, you know, things of this. And what the Mandalorian succeeded in doing that Rise of Skywalker failed to Starting already. In. Starting no. already. This is, you have to compare the two because they came out so close together. You have to compare them. And now you have a comparison of a property in the Mandalorian that allowed you to actually get invested and emotionally bonded with the characters, no matter how fleeting they were on there. Mm -hmm. You got invested in what happens to them. Mm. Rise of Skywalker, everything happens so fast that you don't care what happens because something happens, two seconds later they're on to the next thing instead of giving the audience a, a chance and you felt that to the, absorb right. and actually feel something towards these characters and you and you thought that they leveraged that long format that they had to do that with the, with the Mandalorian that they could uh, like you said you developed that connection with them you, you, de you developed a bond with you cared about what happened to them and all of them mm -hmm. regardless of who they were who they were they could have been on the screen for five seconds ten seconds I mean the the woman that he meets in the village mm. you know <laughs> that he has that he has the moment with you care about what happens to her because you're given a chance. You actually have, que actually, you actually have questions about that. You because have questions because you're given a chance she, to she, feel she their up, relationship. She ends up yes. like, she ends and up, you don't see his face, right? yeah. but Speak you see the truth. nod of the head, the tilt of the, the slope of his yeah. shoulders, his posture, his, his body. All of it communicates emotion at a level that Rise of Skywalker failed horribly to convey at any level. Okay. Now, now, okay let's completely continue. agree with you, Jeremy, by the way. You you <laughs> totally, totally put the hand on this thing that I I agree. I, 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 like it bothers me. I agree, <laughs> Frenchie. Yeah. Thanks, Frenchie. Je suis tellement d'accord. Alors, c'est fantastique ce que tu viens de me dire. Um, now, but yeah, so that being said, I loved Mandalorian because of all the things I just said. Because right. it gives you a chance mm -hmm. to connect with the characters, to, to feel their bond. It gives you a chance to sit and reflect the amount of emotion that's conveyed with a guy wearing a mask through the entire yes. series just by yeah. his posture. Super. By his body okay, movements. Right. By his. All of it. Yeah. The writing of it, the music is amazing. <laughs> music is beyond anything Western, I've right. ever seen on a television show. It's incredible. Well, you just, you, if you're like me, and I know you are. <laughs> I try. Uh, I try. Um, um, you have to watch those credits. Oh yeah, you, you do. Listen to that music. The, the, well, the, the first music thing, and the first thing I said to Margaret was, "You got to get me some of these for Christmas. These things are amazing." Uh, the old McCoy. So we actually, Mo, Mo, McCoy we actually paintings. went and looked, and you can get like you guys have the the, the paintboards up here. You can get the giant posters that are you know divided into three sections. It's the Mandalorian, or it's Kara, or it, it's wow. I, it, they're amazing, but it's. It's the art at the end. It's not yeah. stills from the show. It's the it's the art from which, the end, which is from something the end that's credits. kind of missing. That's like a very old school. Like that's like a, from like a series from like a long back, time ago. That harkens back to the art books from the original trilogy, yeah. which shows you the level of care mm -hmm. and respect and love that Filoni and Favreau have for the property well, look, the because they felt compelled to include that 
in what they were making. Well, look, by the very fact that the Mandalorian, the genesis of the Mandalorian was created from, and I had to show my wife uh, the old, uh, from the old holiday special. Like, l let me show you this part of the holiday awesome. special with, with yeah, the weapon. With the weapon. Yeah, yeah. This from the is moment you saw that thing out, and this we were like, we're like, that's right. Look, there's some. My and God, you know what that's my wife holiday said. special. My wife what holiday special? We shall never my, speak of this again. <laughs> if you go watch, if you YouTube the holiday special, um, you have that concept of Boba Fett with the with the blaster weapon rifle um, that he's that he carries, and he's mounted on this on this this sort of stegosaurus type of which which was creature. then referenced and then which is, it, it's, my wife brings it, it up she's by like nick nolte yeah. my, my wife brings it up like oh this is what they're referencing that nick nolte uh the the ugnot uh referenced and i'm like oh i i completely missed that yeah so, but uh but this is where this is where the genesis yeah well it was from. definitely <clears throat> a plethora of fan service stuff there's a lot of that in the in, in the show absolutely you know um absolutely but it wasn't it wasn't the kind of fan service that didn't progress the story. It wasn't just fan service to say, hey, we're gonna throw this character out there. We're gonna throw this reference out there. It wasn't nonsensical fan service. Now, it I was fan service that actually added to the story. Eventually, when we get to talk about Skywalker, I think I'm gonna have to throw certain things back at you. Which is, oh, don't do it, because I have been begging I'll people. I'll dunk on you. Begging people. Like to, your to, love for the prequels. Your love for the prequels. Okay, all right. Well, I love we'll, the that's prequels, I'm gonna have too. To, Dude, Jeremy, you and I gotta prequels. talk. Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, let's let's bring that down from an 11 to a nice steady 9. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you brought me in for the energy. Exactly, exactly. This is, I'm giving you, this is like, this is like discovering plutonium by I'm, I'm, I'm getting warm. I gotta no, this is, exactly. I gotta start taking layers off. This is like that scene in, 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 this is like that scene in Airplane where it's like, He's there, got he's got a vent. Are you serious? I'm getting, I'm getting hot. This I'm is like that hot. scene in airplane where we've completely run out of coffee. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I would like to, uh, Jeremy. What I would like to ask is, uh, are is there any uh, anything of the of that first season that you were less than happy about? Anything that was like you were like, ah, uh, uh, the Abbey Road shirt, the Abbey Road Can you see it? Can you see it? That's the Abbey. No, I can't. Stormtrooper, Stormtrooper Abbey Road. Where do I gotta go? Uh, this oh, way. Come, come here, come over here. Over here? Like where my hand, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, very nice. <laughs> very nice. That's I'm my family it. knows. Holidays, very, Father's Day, birthdays, nice. Star Wars t-shirt. <laughs> Stormtroopers. And not the only, eh, a lot of family members out there think are in that rut. Yeah. <laughs> but like, mine are better. But was there any um, anything from the show that you had... Uh, Again, uh, 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 any uh, criticisms, anything that you had? Because I have, like I said, I, I do have a couple of things, and I love, I did, I love that first season, but there are there are a few handful of things that I want either better explained and nothing, not a, nothing jumps out at nothing me. Nothing jumps out of you? Okay. Like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, it's perfect show, perfect media right, right. representation. But you, but you, you enjoyed I, it. You really loved it, so, and you're not first, anything. On first consumption. Right. Because I haven't gone back and rewatched any of it. First consumption is I loved every right. aspect of it. Right. I, of course, I want to know more because I'm a nerd. Okay, right. Okay, so let me start. Here's a nitpick of mine that I want to I want to show everybody. Um, those tracers. Okay, Anna, maybe you can help me out here with this as well. So, like, the Bounty Hunting Guild has these tracers. Okay. Did they ever explain how they worked? <laughs> how they just knew where to find everyone at any moment, at any time? No. 
They never, there was never no. this sort of like, there's a tracker, it it traces wait, 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 genes. Wait, wait, I'm gonna throw one back. Did Rise of Skywalker explain how the TIE Fighters can track the Falcon through hyperspace? And no. actually jump into hyperspace? <laughs> Again, I, I don't know. We're not talking about the Rise of Skywalker. I'd say, I'm just, not, I'm not just, a, I'm just, for, this is not a tit for tat thing. I'm not, well, that's, that's everything. It's all connected. It's, it's all connected. It's all connected. It's all connected. No, no, but but like so that was one of those things where I kept going, like, I've allowed I wanted, it. I wanted, I kept wanting, like, I was going like, when are they going to explain how, the markers. How, yeah. the, how the markers work. How they work, where they get it, who's getting them, and why. Because it was like, because otherwise... No, that's a, it's, it's, a, it's a good question. You know, it's it's like, a valid otherwise, point. They, they'll I, always be running from these bounty hunters, no matter where they go. My headcanon for the first part, where he try, where he's going after Baby Yoda, mm -hmm. is that it's something in, in, the, in the egg yeah. that he's tracking. Yeah. Not actually Yo Baby himself. Right. That's... Which, but, but then, then that, but that then, asks its own question. But then, then he's hand, but then they're all handed handed one to track him, and it's like, all right, well. How? And we see that not and just I, for Baby Yoda. We see that for like every it. of their like quarry yeah. are in that. Where and I'm going like, when are they going to explain this? And they kind of never do. That's a nitpick. Um, on a larger macro thing, I I really enjoyed the season. I do think that there was a kind of a bit of wheel spinning for some episodes. Okay. And and that's saying something because it was such a it, they they paced it very nice. It was dense. You know what I mean? You know they have what was it eight episodes? It was yeah. eight episodes, right? So eight episodes. So you wheel spin something like that. It's not that bad, right? Yeah. But there was a little bit. I kind of felt like you could have, other than the fact that he met those people. Yeah. And you know uh, we're gonna seven samurai. And we're gonna bring about all these people back at the end yeah. to help him out. And you know blah blah blah. Other than that. See, and that's the episode that I've heard most people don't like is that Seven Samurai episode. Oh, that whole thing. And I love that episode because for those of, reasons. For that's, the Seven Samurai, right? Exactly. And, and because he developed that relationship with her, right? And and, and because the other he not. and because he acknowledged the fact that I'm not the best caretaker for this kid, right? You raise him, and, right. and the kid's like, no, I kind of dig you, so I'm, I'm following you wherever you go. So, so to me, it. There were slow episodes as far as action right, yeah. is concerned, but as far as the story goes, and, and yeah. as far as the character plots, the character but that's, arcs but that's, go, but that's, that's what I there mean. There was no wheel spinning. See, no, but this is what I mean, is there was sort of the sort of thing where it was like, we get we got to those last final two episodes where we finally bring in Esposito yeah. as Grand Moff Gideon, which was great casting. Well, yeah. Love take, taking, awesome. out, taking out Werner Herzog. That was a great, like... Build, they built up this actor, yeah. Werner Herzog. Who's amazing. And he's, you know... And then just you, off him. And then off him, it's like, oh, we've raised the stakes. The yeah. villain that is coming in has taken him out yeah. is obviously that much more worse. Um, but there was this sort of thing where it was like, other than, okay, the Mandalorian goes on these sort of adventures, and through those adventures, he's he picks up the Ugnaught, he picks up Cara Dune, we, you know, get ba 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 So we finally get to the... We we finally get to the you know the the end point. Other than picking up those people, you kind of could have skipped from episode two and gone right to that ending. Well, no, you really couldn't I'd, because I'd, then you wouldn't the, have no, no, in the sense, in the sense. No, wait, wait, wait. I will, I will, I will. Let's end it. But only in the sense, in the sense of like we needed to see him meet these characters. We needed to see him. Form, so it couldn't just be, oh, all of a sudden there are these people involved in the story. Yes, we had to get that. But what I'm saying is that there was this sort of like, well, we didn't learn anything other than former Imperials are after the baby. Okay. I, 
I felt that we knew that by we knew that in the first two episodes, okay. and they didn't further that along that much in the eight episodes. That was one of my my. my little I'm things. surprised. I'm surprised you feel. And that. again, I'm I did, again, that's not that. saying it's bad. I, I, no, I but what's what is, what's Frenchy got to say? I, I I think I think there's a difference between how you rhythm a movie and how you rhythm a series. Right. Yes. Um. And I and I kind of feel like a series can not only take it slower, but can expose to you moments and give you. Uh, what you might regard as something slower um, because it's not only has got the time, but it's got the liberty to do it. And so because you've got the liberty to do it, you might as well pump in there a maximum amount of characters, of character development, of relationships, of love, of dialogue, of like minimal acting from the Mandalorian's part. I mean, let, let, let's talk about the fact that this is Prince Oberon, right? We finally <laughs> discovered who he is, right? So as compared to seeing him have his eyes popped out... I think it's absolutely brilliant that you just see him tilt his head or, you know, give the top of a knob of a joystick to, to Yoda to play with. I think that there's moments like that that you would not have been able to do if you didn't take the time for all of those intermediary episodes to kind of take your time with it. Now, I kind of get that the story isn't finished, and I think that we actually made that comment last time around, too. And I kind of get wanting more. But having seen the ending, I'm like all jacked for a season two. Oh yes, yes. It it it, it ends in a way where you go, give and me you, more. And you start yeah, loving these people. You start loving every single one of them. You start, you know, you start loving the ugliness. You start loving the beauty. I mean, every single thing that is that they've pumped into this one season is just absolutely brilliantly planned out. And it's and, been and, it's been a very 180 of what we uh, what we've perceived for a long time of the of uh, this. Boba Fett like character, you know, we don't know anything like the men about Mandalorians generally. We we always say that, right? And then after watching this, I'm like, oh, so they're this is what they're about. They're an outcast society, and this is also a lot along what, with. But that's what Rebels. they're about now. I mean, right. That's not this, what they were about like, during Rebels, yep. which isn't even what they were about during right. Clone Wars, Wars right. which yeah. isn't what they were about a thousand years before mm. the invasion of Naboo. Like this, they should, this like is the Mandalorians is now a culture that changes episode, constantly. You know, the court yeah. trial is finished and done with, and everybody goes to jail the way they're supposed to. Like that's not that's not the, the point of right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's an ongoing it's an ongoing story. Can I get one other uh, little nitpick out of me? Sure, go ahead, Ford. I feel that uh, Ed's. I think Ed's one of your favorite episodes is the. Um, is the one where he goes back to um, uh, he meets Flass from uh, Batman Begins and Bill Burr and the Kurgan oh, and, uh, yeah. and what's her face mm -hmm. from Game of Thrones, uh, the prison ship escape thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was a lot yeah. of fun. It's a great fun episode. Can I just say, I felt, and I don't know if this was character development, because it might have been character development, or it might have been just I go like ah I see what you were doing there. They all needed to die. That crew. No. <laughs> no well. That crew needed to no, die. No, that goes against the code. That's not no. the way it is. What do you? The, the code of the guy, <laughs> the code of the guy who explodes Jawas at the at the drop of a hat. No, and he was sh and he was exploding other bounty hunters at the drop of a hat. Ja We've seen he does not have an issue with killing when it is necessary. And the way that episode was, I kind of felt like Jawas are subhuman. They're subhuman. <laughs> <laughs> make make Tatooine great again. Let, let's see how you treat someone when they take off all the hubcaps off. Of your motorbike. Right, exactly. Right. Exactly. You'll go beat some ass too. Exactly. No, but 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 what my that was but that's my thing. I felt that like 
oh, these are sort of name actors. <laughs> you know, you had Bill Burr there. You got the Kurgan. I got... They're setting them up as villains to be used in later episodes. Absolutely. And again, that's fine. I get that. That's cool. But in my head, I was going like, if you didn't have that as a consideration... Okay, okay, so when he's fighting the other bounty hunters, they are actively trying to kill him. Right, yeah. So he is defending himself. Which is what he should have done to those okay. good dudes on the ship. The Jawas, all he wanted was his ship right, back. Right, yes. They were trying to kill him, so right, he's yeah. going to shoot back again. If and, he happens to kill a little right. subhuman or two... Right, except who cares? Whatever. Tiny Tim. But the other guys, he incapacitated all of them. That's he had no reason to see, actively attempt to kill them. I see no no without the plot armor of that without the plot armor of we're going to use these guys later on in most any other situation and I I guarantee you if you see in most any other situation if a guy is a stone cold killer yeah he'll kill him. Yeah. Well, and it's we not just know, that, guys. I mean, let's not forget we the fact know that, that he's part of the same crew at some point in the past that we haven't seen yet. So there, there is the idea that the Mandalorian is somewhat attached to these people that he's worked with in the past. I don't know if he again they, they and that was the other that was the other false note in that episode for me was I wish that it had been Mando, my buddy, my pal. Oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long. For all of them, rather than whereas the beginning of that episode was, you knew where it was going. Yeah, but you know what? This is you this absolutely is... knew where that episode was going because it was just like. They keep picking on him. But you, you, they you, keep like trying to piss him off. You, Obviously, they're going to betray him. Like I kind of like this those are the, the, the sort of I had with that. This is what I like, call. It was like it. I saw it coming, and then when I got to the end, I was like, "Wait, they're all alive!" I was going like, "It just, it just makes That was like cool. one of the false yeah, notes. Again, so I'm not saying it's a bad show or anything. I'm saying for me, it was kind of like that was one of the, like the nitpicks where I'm going like. Well, when you no, can no, this see is, the, when you can I, see I, the, I understand, like, the, 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 I understand that, you know. Oh no, this hey, is, dude, this is the, the this action is the cool in that beans. episode was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, this is what I call, um, you know, what you like to call out the cool beans thing, right? You know, We're just like, cool beans, right? With because it. at the end of at the end of the last episode. Uh, Carl Weathers. <laughs> it's like, hey, Mando, we're pals again, and I think I want to hire Cara Dune as, as my, my as, as my as my heavy, right? right exactly. Uh, we're all cool beans again, right? You know. And meanwhile, uh, wait a minute. From episode two, you were trying to kill. You were trying to. Mando had one of those episodes where he th he didn't think he was gonna he he was gonna make right. It, yeah, he right? shot Carl Weathers <laughs> point blank <Yeah>. again. <laughs> He has no problem often a mofo. <laughs> Even a mofo who he's friendly with, you know? Um, oh, thank you, by the way. That did... Uh, uh, oh, God. Uh, shit, it, it, you had it, and now it's gone. Okay, forget about right. it. Uh, let's talk about the, 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 fi uh, the, the, the final... Oh, wait, no. Yes, because it goes into the final thing. All right, final nitpick, and then we'll get into the final... All right. So we end up, and Anna, you you, uh, you tell me, am I nuts? Yes. Stop. Yes, Are, but not for what about you say. Okay. What about you, what you're about, <laughs> I'm about to, to say. say. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, I understand there has always been that lore in Star Wars of the fall of the Jedi happened, and I get it. New governments come in. They try and paper up history. They try and change things to make whatever, oh, yeah. change, change the past. I get that. Here's the thing. 
I found this baby. Oh, he has magical-like powers. Well, there was this group of people the Mandalorians fought a long time ago. Uh, these enemy space wizards called the Jedi. Well, uh, I've never heard of them. I'm going to go find them. Hold on. We live in a universe where there are creatures like Chewbacca who are hundreds of years old. Yeah. No one has forgotten the Jedi in 30 years. Not to mention... The Republic has definitely been did a whole thing like, hey, we got the Jedi back. There's this guy named Luke Skywalker. I'll give you that well, one. You know what well, I mean? I, that 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 one, I'll give you. It was odd. It was no, like, no, 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 no. I'll tell you how that works. Okay, so let, let, let me let me step in here if I may. First of all, the Mandalorians as a people have been dissipated throughout the universe. So what they used to have as a planet as a system of education for all of the other Mandalorians no longer exists. So now you're basically, you know, being trained left and right, wherever you can, you know, the younglings or the foundlings are being trained to live in the way, right? So the fact that we're mentioning the Jedi at this point in time, I mean, you've got two generations that have passed where there have been no formal training of Jedi anywhere. So what you're almost talking about something mythic. I mean, think about how Luke Skywalker finds... Yoda for the first time. There's like two Jedi left in the whole universe. Yeah. Right? No, and Obi-Wan gets killed by Darth Vader in the very beginning. So you're left with... Okay, but all right. You just... Wait, wait, wait. No, no. If I may interject. All right. Now, <laughs> I just finished Fallen Order. Jedi uh, Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> Basically, it's five, year, five years after Revenge of the Sith, right? Somehow, Order 66 has become the campaign of the Emperor to rapidly erase Jediism from all of yep. existing societies is like so heavy. Do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, somehow he was able to so do that. So there's an attempt to explain why there is yeah. no and, yeah. and and the chick who does the armor whose name I can't remember, okay? She's relatively young. Like if you speak to anybody else of an older age okay. group, I should say, I, I they're think the it's ones possible. who are the, the the historians, if you will, and who can tell you what happened before this sort of ravaging uh, of the Jedi. I think place. it's possible that her knowing what the Force is and being able to tell stories of these warriors called the Jedi foreshadows something bigger for her oh, yeah. and who she is. Hopefully, yeah. Because yeah. the character, she's a great character. Well, she is a the great character. The armor is a great character, yeah. She's, how do the rest of the Mandalorians die and she's still there? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's it. So that could very well be, like, Plot armor and so she kicked all the intentional. Ass. She kicked well, all their ass that, because she is something more than just the armor. That right, whole right, toolbox right. she had to like haul <laughs> everywhere she had to go. Well, it's yeah, like, yeah that's not easy. Shop. Yeah, I've gone so far as to compare her helmet to what Sabine's look like. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, hey, yeah. There, you, plus, you, there plus, be if some... you take into account all of the animated series that they that they've had over the years, whether it's the Clone Wars, whether it's Rebels. You know, you see traces of the Mandalorian here and there. You see Obi-Wan Kenobi going to Mandalore yeah. to, to, to talk to these guys. I mean, like, it's it's obvious that there is a relationship there that needs to be picked up and the rest of the story to be told because the Jedi and the Mandalores actually, according to the animated series, don't become enemies. Am I right? And in my, in my, You're, as far as you I can You are correct, remember, sir. <laughs> Um, I'd like to, um, that's a good, what you said about the TV series, um, the previous animated shows, because that is something we look at where, how the show, how the season ends. And obviously 
the big OS moment is the Darksaber and bringing that in. That obviously has all of this history with Filoni's shows. Um, But also then the Mandalorian taking off. I have to find he's on the search for the Jedi. Um, You can do a lot. He's on the search for Yo, baby's people. Right. He's not looking necessarily for. Now, yeah, it's not necessarily Jedi. for the Jedi. He's yeah. looking for Yoda's Although he species. did word it that way. He words it. So, what you're telling me is I have to take this child or whatever to an enemy people, referring to the Jedi. First and foremost, so I think kind of you, like that's first and foremost, you are his adopted father. That was, this is the way. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. You are so clan of you mean I have to train this kid? Is that what you're saying? He says you do that or you take him back to... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Which all aspects of that are just amazing. It's awesome, yeah. It's, it's all, all of well, it's amazing. Well, I, I, well, Anna brings up a good point saying about the stuff from the shows. Um, like, we could see a live-action version of the Mandalorian homeworld. You yeah, know what I mean? Very we easily. could do that. Yeah. We could... We I, th- could I think it's a foregone conclusion that you're s- going to see a lot of that stuff. Because the purge that is referenced mm-hmm. of Mandalore is different from Bridge of the Jedi. Everything else. Yeah. Like that's yeah. a that happens after the Rebel series at some point because the purge of Mandalore is a direct result of what Sabine caused on Mandalore. Mm, yeah. It had Which nothing to do thing. with the Clone Wars. It had everything to do with Rebels mm-hmm. and had to have taken place after Rebels. And that's after why she again, handed the Darksaber off. So so now you... Will we see a live-action Sabine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, will we yeah. see a live-action Ezra? Listen, you, or, you, or you, you look stuff. at a lot of this stuff. There were rumors of a Boba Fett movie, standalone right. movie, and they realized that, you know what? It's kind of dumb. Mm. We don't need to do that. Let's turn it into a TV show. So they do Mandalorian. There was supposed to be an Obi-Wan movie. That's kind of a bad... Where you and I, we talked about this one time. Yeah. Eh, let's do it as a show. I'm still on the fence about it. I love Ian McGregor. I'm glad to see him back. I want to see him kick Stay some on ass the motorcycle. Obi-Wan again. But he's going to be an old man yelling at the Tusken Raiders to get off his sand. <laughs> right? <laughs> the rumors are now that there well, is a Rebel sequel coming oh, out oh, really? This the end of this year that is supposed to pick up with Sabine and Ahsoka Going out looking for Ezra, and it's Ezra and Thrawn mm, yeah. on Thrawn's homeworld. Right, right, right. That's nice. what the Rebel sequel mm. is is supposed yeah. to be. Right. And since there's nothing known about it, they could very easily shift it over to a live action. Make this a live action show, and you could now get Mandalorian crossing over with Rebels characters, and now you have the true sequel <laughs> that actually means something. Because you have Thrawn as the bad Here guy. Here we go. Great because segue, Miguel. It is. It's the perfect segue. Great segue, Miguel. <laughs> it was, right? Was. I didn't even plan this that is, out. It just came to me. It's actually fantastic because in one of one of the comments that I think we've repeatedly made here is that they, you know, the, the episode 7, 8, and 9 have completely, completely not taken into account any of the histories and any of the other shows and any of the animations and any of the other world of Star Wars that, you know, we've been kind of gobbing, be, you know, for the last... Right. Well, we're, 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 we're heading years. over into uh, Rise of Skywalker territory a little earlier than I would uh, want, but so finishing up here... It's um, all connected. It's, it's, all, all, connected. All, it's, it's all, all connected. It's all connected. It's all part of a larger narrative. It finds us. It's like... Like, don't you feel it? It's like my, like my Lanta. <laughs> oh my! Lanta. Um. So, uh, 
<laughs> looking forward to the show. I um I just want to get around. All right, which one? Mandalorian season two. Yeah, Mandalorian. Okay. Where where do you where do you want like the show to go? Where would you want to see a season two? My honest opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Okay. I honestly <laughs> do not care. Favro, I trust in Filoni and Favro. <laughs> do it. Surprise me. Do it. Show me. Show me. How dare you? Because I'm all in. I'm I'm all I'm what? invested in the characters. I said I, care. I said in the last show, RDJ shows up. You know, as as like sorry, you need he's the armor he's you need he's, a five point. Yeah, you know, the, he's the armorer's brother. <laughs> and he comes in and he's gonna be like, That's nice. That's because uh, uh Doolittle ain't doing better. so good, you know. I, I wanna see what female Yodas look like if I can. You know, just... Remember Yaddle? Well, yeah, Yaddle. Yaddle. Well for all Yaddle. we know Hey, you look. Because we've never seen a female dwarf. We are a, we are a, we are a, we are a female dwarf. Uh, we are assuming that Yo Baby, we keep saying he. We don't know. We have no idea. That's true. We don't know. That is we have true. no idea. That's that is true. You have no true. idea. They might be asexual too. Right? I, very well. They could oh, be. Yeah, they look kind of amphibious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the potential, <laughs> the potential is amazing. I like, do like, not. We're, we're getting a rebel. Ended. We're getting uh, a rebel uh, sequel. If it is, if it is, I say that to every points. Chinese grandmother that I see on <laughs> in my neighborhood. <laughs> they look racist. kind of amphibious. <laughs> I can say that. I I just I just now have in my head because of you, Jeremy. A nude, a nude Yoda creature like squatting on a bearskin rug. You know, like <laughs> like squatting into like a mud hole on a wampa rug. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> just kind of like I want that painting now in my house. Yeah. I need that somewhere. <laughs> Where can I get one in, of them? In velvet. In velvet. Yes. <laughs> That's our million dollar idea right there. there. I'm not splitting with any uh, of you. Oh, <laughs> oh lord. Uh, <laughs> um, so you're, you're ha you just want to see Anna where would you anywhere you would like to see it go I I, I come no seriously you're like all kidding aside like I kind of feel like I'm hearing myself talk when Jeremy opens his mouth because <laughs> I, I completely follow him like I completely I mean I I get your points I really do we're gonna know, find uh, out that Jeremy is just a force projection and, and of and Anna I, and I, you know, my, I, my real I, name I is Razor but I totally like you can take me anywhere you want like if you're gonna keep doing this to me like you have in the first season where you bring in like excellent, you know, surrounding characters and you develop relationships and you take me to all different worlds. And, you know, you, you keep working on the story. You give me fantastic acting and, and, and great music and, and cinematography. And then you're down, and, you know, special effects. I mean, like, you know, what 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 more could you possibly want? There I think you it's, go. You know, that's I'm, it. I'm that's in. all you want from I'm Star Wars. In. That's all you want. And I think the okay. story is really well written. So for me, the only key is to keep the writing as good as in the first season. Mm -hmm. And Ed, anything you would like to see the show? The go? logical conclusion is the logical progression of the show is it's smoking abandoned at this point. <laughs> this is what I mean. This is what I mean. I, again, I'm still all in on that. John Car uh, John Carlos Esposito is is he's basically Bu he's Buford T Justice. He's Buford T Justice. Sweet. And the Mandalorian is is he's he's, he's smoky. Is, he's smoky. He's That's smoky. what it is. That's what so it's going for. So the baby for. is Sally Field. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm hearing your Just one for one obvious connection. 
just, um, you've, you've even got the Sons of Anarchy guy who can do like one of those moments, you know, where you, you've got the, the trucks hiding Smokey between them so that the cop car can like ride by. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is what I'm saying. This is going down, east, down, and down, going on and trucking. We're going to do there what they go. say can't be done. Uh, John, any, anywhere you would like to see uh, the show go in its second season? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. Yeah, John's beautiful. Uh, beautiful. Well said. Very well said. Well said. Well said. Very Succinct. Well, very have, succinct. You, have you finished it? I don't think. Okay. <laughs> was that uh, why? Uh, okay. That. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, that's why. Okay. We got, okay. Uh, uh, for me, I. I um, I like the whole idea of it possibly being him. I would love to see Hamill return as Luke if they could do that because I think which that which Sebastian Stan as Luke, which is already being they're already casting calls for a young Luke. Okay, yeah, okay, that would be I, either which or. I'm gonna I'll go on record right now. So it's a bad idea. Don't do it. Move away. Why? 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 Because, because, because you have to do something new. First off, I don't believe the casting call. By so much, and you know what? Move away from it. Go in a different direction. Have oh. him just go off and do something completely different. See, all right, you know, all right. You know, that's Luke is going to be in the Obi Wan story. And that's and that's I'm a young fine Luke. with yeah. that because that is. Time appropriate. Yeah. That's a young, young Luke. And you can't tell the story of Obi Wan on Tatooine. Without, without, showing, having without that, yeah. showing a young so Luke saying, somewhere, you don't need, need, need thirty-something Luke Hamill, Luke Skywalker, Luke Hamill, Luke Skywalker <laughs> in the Mandalorian. You don't need it. See, you I don't need it to progress I, the story. I don't. But I, see, I here's my disagreement on this: is that it is now, like I said, once he mentioned it again, the way they had the dialogue was, I have to find this child's people, and he phrased it as this. Enemy warrior race. Enemy the wizards. Jedi, yeah, the enemy wizards. And so it's like, once again, I don't think it, while I do think it would be hard to find Luke's temple. All right. I don't think it would be hard to find out that there is a thing as I a Luke Skywalker be more who fitting. is the master of the Jedi. I should probably find this guy. And obviously it would be hard to In find him. In the context so there's your, there's of the Mandalorian right. and knowing it's Filoni. Yeah. I think the more logical conclusion and the more logical direction, since they are on the outer rim, in parts unknown, people. It, they are going out there okay. looking for Yoda's people, and they run across Sabine and Ahsoka. Okay, I'd be I'd be down right, for that. Yeah, I'm, and right, Ahsoka, I'm down. I'm down. it's Ahsoka. So oh. she takes one look and is holy, holy shit. shit. I've never Where the hell did that come from? I've only ever seen <laughs> two I of these. I fought with one of those things. I've only seen two of these before. <laughs> Holy, what the hell? And the Where other did one, you get this thing? I've only seen two of these That's, before. Uh, to me, that is more fitting than it being to Luke. Okay, all right. Luke's off doing his own. Let it go. Okay. Let it go. You I, have, this, again, you have I, this niche, and I understand they're trying to combine all this stuff, and they're trying to explain the inconsistencies in Kylo's personality with comic books and books. Don't do it again. <laughs> okay, all right. Don't do it again. Okay. Okay. Again, that's where I I do see it as as going forward. I also think, given that they showed the dark saber, 
that definitely tells me you have to take a trip back to the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. That's well, it's got to be in flashbacks or something. I don't even I think in modern day. <laughs> I think because the second you, you, you see the Darksaber and you go, obviously the Mandalorian's going to end up. Well, it's it. obvious that. Like, it, you, you get that. You, you're going to go like. At some point, but they're going to draw that out. Yeah, a, they'll draw it out. That's, gonna, that's not going to happen until the fact third matter or is fourth season. A fraction of the mm -hmm. fans have only seen Rebels. That's just a fact. You know, there are my if they've, wife, if they've even seen Rebels. My yeah. wife, there's a large portion of people that watch that show that had no, well, yeah, but idea, no idea. We're in a different time now. The second that that showed up, and you're with your buddy who has seen him, and you go, Why, "What is that? I, it's a lightsaber, but it's black. What's Why is that? On? Why is that lightsaber?" Right. Black and then your and buddy like and your buddy tells you, "Oh, that's from that show." Well, you got to go up and you got to. Mm -hmm catch up with that stuff yeah they know what they're doing <laughs> they want to they want yeah. to they get get those down that download cash well yeah <laughs> or or at least the disney uh disney plus cash they want something that? exactly they oh, want something exactly um uh okay uh that that really bends the discussion on that mm -hmm. because uh again it was the end of the season uh we left off with mando the mando and yo baby uh, going out uh uh my only beef is i have to wait like another yeah. yeah. 10 months, 11 months to yeah. see to see season 2. That's my only that's season my only Season 2 is at the the end of this year. The end of right? this year. Yeah, right. Okay. Would, like, um, if they're not immediately yeah, producing season 3 right away, I, I Would anyone here oh, be a series? Yeah, you know the ones that come out like all the time like you you take this and like it's season 1 and then like 6 months later you get season 2 speed series. Yeah, just, like, just keep it constantly oh, production. Yeah, 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 produce yeah. the episodes in arcs. Yeah, yeah. Produce six yeah. episodes that are one arc, and then mm -hmm. one, you know, yeah. we're right into the yeah. next four episodes. Right, that get that mid, arc. quote unquote, mid season you know, break. Like, like, no, right, no. and then like, having to wait two years for every season <laughs> of Stranger Things is like, you know, I want to pull my teeth out. Yeah. But uh, doesn't Disney uh, do Especially weekly since releases? There's not much else to watch on TV right now. I know, like, that's a different show, right? But they're kind of going back to television. They're doing weekly drops, right? They're not letting the whole show each that episode. Yeah, yeah. It's like that two... is a downside, in my opinion. See, Disney's I trying to bring I us back. That. I think it's I, great yeah, because I, it gives you a chance right. to again. It comes back to hey, hey, sit hey, hey, and hey. think about and absorb it. Because you guys are Mandalorian addicts, you know. <laughs> I, like I could I could watch an episode, put it down, and maybe come back at my own leisure. But you're saying if they release it all, you guys are going to have no choice but to stay up for 30 hours straight. And see, like, see I, I would not. I would not. I, I would watch it one episode at a time because I prefer to watch that one self-contained episode and sit and think about it and actually right, right. absorb it are you, and enjoy it. Are you suffering from Mandalorian addiction? <laughs> Try Mandogon. Mandogon. <laughs> Vince Vaughn in, in the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Mandalorian. <laughs> Jesus, God. Seriously, when is Vince Vaughn going to show up in a Star Wars property? I this mean, is what we're saying. We have, so long. we have an epidemic among Star Wars fans. It's the equivalent of opioids. Mandalorian. It's the, it's the Mandalorian it's addiction. Mandalorian addiction. Okay, that's what uh, I think that, that, that ends it for the Mandalorian. You can play Ezra all grown up, all grown up. <laughs> uh, no, see, I see him more as the mad Jedi Joris Saboth. You know, that's that's the one. Oh God! Well, now we're bringing <laughs> that be awesome. He plays such a good crazy. I mean, look at him in Psycho. It would be great. <laughs> okay, order. He, he comes shuffling out. Order. You know, the Tuscan Raiders too. Get off my stand. <laughs> Get off my order. Order. Or say okay. Order. So now uh, we're gonna just chew a little fat on the rise of Skywalker, <laughs> which we kind of have already been doing <laughs> already. Um, now, uh, Jeremy, you came away from the movie 
highly dissatisfied. Um, I've, got that, I've got the text to prove it. Yeah, that's fine. He's got yeah. the text to I, prove it. I went. I went. I went on kind of. I went on kind of a binge. I like. I I lit it up. I, I, I did. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I had nobody to get it out to. Right. So we see it with my sister, my brother-in-law, my kids, my wife, <clears throat> and we come out of the theater, and I'm. And the kids say from the opening crawl to the end of the movie, I'm going. What the. Fuck is going on in this movie? Mommy, what is going on? Mommy, what's wrong with Dad? And I look at my kids, and my kids are at the edge of their seat, and they're either wide-eyed and loving every second of it. So we get out of the theater, and I look at them. Do you guys like it? And they're like, yeah, it was awesome. We loved it. And I'm like, I, ca I can't. I thought I raised you better. I can't take it away from them because that's the magic that I had as a kid. So I can't, I can't take it away from them. And they asked me, what did you think? It was fun. What was your favorite part? The part with the spaceship. That's all I can say because I and I'm I'm still at that okay, point. What were your feelings at the at the final battle, especially when Wedge Antilles pops up? What were your feelings about that? Pointless fan service. All right, yeah, you're entitled to it. Give me two seconds of Neum Num. Pointless fan service. Okay, so a half a second shot now, of Wedge. Pointless fan service. Here's the thing. Let's bring Lando in for two seconds. Jeremy, and always here's the thing. Fly around and do nothing. You're, I respect your opinion, and I, I remember, like you know, like in, in as we uh, uh, Miguel and I we watched it. You came out of it, and we were all on a three-way text on this, right? Uh, how dare you. your text went from seething angry to like denial to like, and then like sadness yes. and depression. I he went through all the stages. I did all the stages. I'm 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 now in the stage of he's here's the begrudging acceptance and denial <laughs> that this is a legitimate will, sequel. Trilogy. And here's the thing: I respect your opinion, my liege, but at the same time, I feel like I want to put you on trial because <laughs> do it because of your love for the prequels. Do it, and you were using the your love for the prequels um, in, in to defend your arguments, and I'm like. What the hell is he talking about? Because I have no love for the prequels. Okay. And the whole thing with Lucas. I know you love Lucas. We all have respect for Lucas, but Lucas, uh, you okay, know, okay. with the prequels. I, just... I don't want to get into a whole re-litigating <laughs> the fucking prequels, okay? Let's let's table that a little bit. It's circumstantial evidence. <laughs> I don't I don't want to put oil in the fire, but I just just like in like a the two second resume. Why do we hate the prequels so much? Because I happen to have I, I think they're eye candy. I think they're beautiful. What, what what's our problem with the prequels? I my problem I'm with done. the prequels is because <laughs> <laughs> Heads tapped out. Like, I'll just, I'll just say, out. I'll just. He respected the rules. It was two seconds. You I will. I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And it was like, I got two seconds. That's it. I'm out. That's all you need to know. I'm out. I'm done. Um, May I say I three say words? That... Jar, jar. <laughs> I will say that what you just said is maybe my big issue with the prequels. And I would agree if someone came out of Rise of Skywalker saying something similar, which is what you just said. You thought you think they're eye candy. I agree. The prequels are eye candy. I don't care what anyone says about, oh, the special effects are bad. For their time, they were spectacular. Yeah, they, they were, were the best. Cut, they were cutting Absolutely. edge when they came out. I just, I felt similarly where it was kind of like, for three whole films, no emotional connection, no this, no that. I mean, that kind of the other same. than the fact that Hans similar, I think just a really similar shitty actor. Things one might say about Rise of Skywalker, and that I would agree. Because like I said, our review here was one of like, I came away, uh, Ed's a lot more positive about it than I am. 
I'm in I the, am not. I not at all. Wait, 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 what's Skywalker? Yeah, you are a lot more because every time we, we talk about I keep going. And I'm, I'm gonna put it like I thought it was okay. We did a last a Jedi it's show. It's a mess. I've said and that. I and yeah, you, you and I shared a love for Last Jedi. Yes. Right? Yeah. Really? Rise of Skywalker is too. so bad. In my opinion, it retroactively it has now it retroactively you. made Last Jedi and Force you. Awakens worse. Okay. It is just it is, the it, Force it, works it has, it, has it has literally taken anything good I liked about the sequel trilogy and trashed it for and you. trashed it. Mm. Well, this is and why the more said, time that goes on, and the more I think about it, it the it, more angry you get. It's not the more angry I get; it's the more. What you? But this is why I so feel many opportunities the, to do something that actually. This is why I believe. Meant in, I believe in the Abrams cut, and I remember you sent me a Reddit about yes. all the things that um, that were that they sort of had. And to I've, leave I found out. that Reddit after I had sent my scathing review and <laughs> damning JJ. Abrams. Basically, the Reddit that that Jeremy sent us is that there are um, a lot that was left on the cutting room floor that would have made balanced the, out the story. Yeah. And allowed the audience to emotionally bond, and we and we talk about that because we talk about how there's like, and that's there, and that's and you guys did weird like, here's this girl, she should be either Finn's sister or Lando's, or Lando's daughter, daughter, which according to that Reddit, and was we just throw it's that Lando's, in there. It's right, Lando's. I think it was the, the Reddit was like Lando's, but it's I don't know. There should have been something there. Basically, and there was basically, there. for for yeah. for yeah. for, yeah. for anyone who's scratching there, it's a Nana. Like what it is is the, someone from the production of 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 the movie, um, someone very close or to the production claimed anyway claimed anyway. That this is what ended up on the cutting room floor. You have to send us a link so points. she can read it. Because yeah. it's, it, it's there were a lot of details that were which I think surprising. Fill in a lot so of the blanks of the stuff that we They'd were talking fill about. Fill in a lot of the issues. We're going like, well, this is happening and, and suddenly. This is I, happening suddenly. Like when Why you, is this happening? You guys did the show, and you wrapped it all up. And I had commented, and I had sent you. I was sending you guys comments while I was listening to it. <laughs> and my takeaway was, you guys liked it. And then you proceeded to knock on it for forty-five minutes, but you still like. Wait, wait, wait. Which which one are we talking? Rise, about? Our, Rise first, our, 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 our first Skywalker. review. We yeah, had the, la for the last show you guys did, right? Mm -hmm. And so and and I wasn't trying to be offensive when I sent no, that no, or no, anything. No. It was just in 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 my heart of hearts <clears throat> for Star Wars, mm -hmm. all of those same shortcomings destroyed the movie, and there were not enough positives. Yeah, to override it. And I, whereas, whereas the prequels, I will fully acknowledge that you can look at any of the original six, any of them. You can rip them apart. You could. There's nonsensical lines of dialogue and nine nonsensical action sequences and horrible things through all of them. They're cheese fest. It's a Saturday afternoon cheese fest. But the positives outweigh far outweigh any of those shortcomings. And Rise of Skywalker. There are very few positives to balance anything. Mm -hmm. to, to, be fair, to be fair, I, I think the three of us, what we said was that it was the best of the three. Now, no, I, whoa, 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 Anna. I, I believe I, I, it, I vehemently said that I thought that that was Last Jedi. For me, even well, I Last will go, Jedi is your favorite, indeed. But me and Ed were pretty much <laughs> in accordance with the fact that, fine. I, I like last, this last, last one Jedi as the best. Last Jedi for me, you want to talk Smokey and the Bandit? <laughs> Come on. Who's on board? Last Jedi, Smokey and the Bandit. I mean, it's a freaking, you know. She got a point. No. She has a point. Chase. 
if, for if like I'm, two and a half hours. If I may chime in. Just far okay. enough in no, order no for the goddamn bombs not to explode on their All right, uh, John. John. Uh, uh, John, John, no, what's I, um, you know, I hear what you're saying. Um, yes, you you there with the lesbian haircut. Th- hey, hey, it's a good thing this is just a podcast, not a vlog. Um, it's an awesome haircut. Thank you, thank you. You know, actually, a couple years ago, I was in a bar, and a lesbian came up to me, and she said, you look like a lesbian trapped in a man's body. And that woman was Cara Dune. And, uh, <laughs> and I think I'm going to live that live that out now um but anyway yeah you were uh, saying you were saying but about angle. star wars um i agree with what you're saying a lot of what you're saying i think we also all agreed from the last podcast that this movie could have been two movies or maybe even three this last movie because the way they just jammed so much in it's over how fast paced it's very it was yeah, yeah. It could have um, easily been two. And the editing, the, we all agreed that the editing was a little funny. I still think overall it was an enjoyable movie, um, but but yeah, it should have been maybe two movies. Yeah, yeah. To and be wrong, so it could be better. It would have been a better movie. I'm with you, but I just didn't carry the amount of hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm with you, Jeremy, on this, but I didn't carry the amount of hate, like because it was a mess, and I, I've said it in, the, in, in our last show. The, the the thing that makes me forgive it, I think, more than the others, is that it gave me those two three moments where I had tears in my eyes, and I was on yeah. board, and I was like, you know, that that that's for my generation. That's made for me. So for you know, there there are two three moments in the in the movie that I found, you know, Han Solo showing up. I thought that was brilliant. Um, the death of Princess Leia, I'm sorry, but it got me all, you yeah. know, and the huge hug that she gives Daisy before she leaves off to do whatever. I mean, there's like two, three moments in the movie that are redeeming for me that make it overall better than the other two. So I, yeah. I, I kind of feel like, you know, I love the fact that at the end she calls herself a Skywalker. Because it kind of makes me understand what the hell the fuck Rise of Skywalker means. You know, I was like, transcending who her father is. That's a beautiful metaphor. That's a wonderful metaphor. All right, all right, all right. Is rising because they're both dead. I have no idea. Where Shmi is raped by Tuscan raiders and, and okay. as a sex slave, the job of the hut. All right. I'm gonna go back there and bury their lightsabers and steal their name. Get the fuck out of here! It's transcendent. She's well, not her dad. She's not there's her horrible actually, father. You know what? Then take the name Solo. Podcast wars. <laughs> Podcast I think, wars. I think Adam Driver gives a much better performance yes. than he did in the yeah, other two that movies. I guess. Adam Driver is the one good part of all three of the movies. And, really? and, and ask yourself, ask yourself why he has zero speaking lines for the entirety of Rise of Skywalker after the Han Solo scene. He doesn't say a word the rest you of the movie. A, he he says, ouch. <laughs> he said that hurt. He said he said ouch. He, he's the best part of all three of them, and he doesn't say a damn word after he sees Han Solo. Well, yeah, I, but I we... think I think Ray, I think Daisy is the best part of all but three. But so what? But honestly, I think she, I think she had a very good performance in all three movies. I love I the really fact. Do. But I love the fact I'm a girl about and Daisy. I'm sticking to the girls in the movie. <laughs> I love the fact that Ray can do anything. Better than everybody. Oh, here we go. The second she realizes that it's something that can be done. That's what I love. That's Uh-oh, here we with go. No, with no training, no forethought, she can do everything better than everybody. Here we go. 
Here we go. Well, it's kind of like <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I, no, that's well, a good point. but that is Jeremy. So the moment that the force, I've heard no, no, dictates. I've heard that from starting. That's a good point. From episode, and this, and this is what I mean by even Neo in the Matrix had to like get plugged in, like download, he and he still to had to learn. fight Morpheus. Yeah, Luke so, like, Skywalker yeah. had to learn, and this did, is what I mean by Rising Force retroactively made the rest of them worse. Two week course on Dagobah. Come on, man. Okay. That was a two week course okay. on Dagobah. Wait, if we, wait a minute. After he trained on Dagobah, <laughs> Vader kicked his ass. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> kicked his ass. Right, and afterwards he, so basically it's like post uh, postgraduate courses for Jedi. <laughs> right? You know, well, and. With all, with all due respect to what Jeremy says, I think he's right because if you're going to be fans of the prequels, right, and I do state that, or any of the shows, you see the Jedi's going through training from the age of like four. And they're right. getting their ass kicked. Skywalker was found when he was like, what, six and he was too old? So how old is Daisy when we find her? 19! I, I, I think there is truth to that. And I think that that, that portion of all end? three movies was just tragic. 20. And the fact that they don't... <laughs> Literally, 20. She's 20. There you go. You're right. One year. Another good point. One year. In one year's time. She figures out how to do everything, anything in the universe can be done therapy. better than everybody else. Well, here's where did well, where, where, where did she what I, what, what, what she I, somehow fly walks the, into the Millennium Falcon yeah, and can but, fly it better than but, anybody but ever before. She, but she's grown okay, up as a scavenger taking crap sparts right yeah. from a down star destroyer. Okay, let me, how did let she even me, know me, how to fly? We, me and Ed, me and Ed had a me and Ed had a had a talk about this the other day because I got it. I said, Ed, you got to realize how nerdy. The guy you're talking to, I was talking to, and I said, "You gotta realize because what I forgot what it was about you yourself." Got, yeah, about myself, okay. right? And I said, "I said uh, we got into the X-wing game because I told him about oh, your legend, your legendary awesome. yeah. act of putting yeah. all of the discs. Oh yeah, you had to put them all in. We had right. only what there were two computers in that yeah. old yearbook like room that we were in, yeah. and like one of them was a Mac, yeah. so we couldn't. You can put the game and on. The it. other one got subjugated for X-wing. Right, and that was it. It was just like <laughs> nope, you I'm couldn't just, do anything. I gotta type this. Nope. Got, <laughs> why not? It's got X-wing on it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. And that was you. You were just. Like and no one asked the game you. Was, to do the it. game was awesome. It was a great yeah, game. Yeah, I'm not nothing was. against the game. It's like no one asked you to. No. no one said, Jeremy, we need to have this here. Yeah. It was just like, no, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm doing All it. Alright. But um Stop me. Like, uh so we got talking about that, and I said, I said, Oh, do you remember the manual? Do you remember the story for the manual? And we're going on and yeah. on and on about it. And it was about because of course the story for the manual is about the guy who was in the Y Wing that flies away with Luke and the Falcon yeah. at, the, at, at, at the at the in the New yeah. Hope, right? You've got you got Luke, Wedge, the Falcon, and and Kin, one and right. one Y Wing. Right. Kin one Y Wing. Farlander was That's his name. it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, we were talking about I said, you gotta understand, this is the kind of guy like that is and I said, uh Ed, uh do you know why Luke was able to fly the X Wing on, on, on Yavin Base? And I was like, no why? It's like because the fucking T-16s back T16. home were made by the same corporation yes. and have the same pilot yes. layout and all the rest of that crap. So what you have is you have in 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 the context of A New Hope itself, right. you have an explanation for right. how he's right. able to be familiar but, with flying a right. spaceship. Right. And then I started talking to him and right, oh, wait, no. Where is race wait, familiarity? Wait, wait, wait. Where I was talking to Ed and I said, okay, here's, you want to know the reality, like the real reality, man? of that moment in A New Hope where it's like, uh, 
Oh, uh, uh, it's a, that would be impossible. Even for a computer. It's not impossible. It's the, it's the bullseye <laughs> walk right back, 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 back home. Back home. Back home. <laughs> They're much bigger than two meters. Okay, so I want you to think about this, so man. So cheesy line of dialogue. No, wait, wait, wait. I want you to think about this. You're that guy. That guy is like a lieutenant or a captain in the rebellion. He is. He has been through, he's seen some shit. He probably had to leave his family and his friends behind when he turned tails and went from the empire to the re to the rebellion. Yeah. Maybe he was, you know, whatever. And so, like, you know, and they had no idea what was going to happen that day, right? They didn't know that this yeah, they attack just was coming. They just showed up for work, right? And then, like, boom! And you know, you're you and me, we're we're talking, we're in the flight deck, and it was like, uh, who's that? Uh, who's that? Who's that guy in the kimono? Who's, the, who's Who's the blonde kid in the, the, in, the kid in, in the, the bathrobe? <laughs> man, I don't know, man. He's uh, I see some this, friend of the this, princesses. This or punk is talking about bullseye womp rats. Now, I don't know. He came in. They said they were going to bring a general. And they bring the smuggler and this kid and a giant dog. I don't know what's going on, man. We'll, we'll call this Star Wars conversations in the background. <laughs> I mean, exactly. The, the, That's exactly. And so that guy. I like that. We got to come up with more. This guy. I'll make a whole show. Exactly. About that. And so they don't know the whole story of the breakout from the Death Star. All this guy know is who, by the way, that guy. He lost like five friends on Scarif. Yeah. All right. <laughs> He did. Okay, he, he did. lost like five friends on Scarab. So he's mad. And now suddenly, this kid comes in and sitting cocky, next to him. This cocky kid. Starts talking about like, like, oh, let me get this straight, all right? I am a highly trained professional <laughs> snub fighter pilot, yeah. okay? And you were telling me, you're coming in off the street, about how you used to like fry rodents yeah. for fun. Yeah. And it's the same thing. No, sir, it is not the same thing. Okay. 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 So we were talking about like how that guy would probably be really pissed off. Like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. The hero who comes in and magically does everything correct that is a fucking trope that goes back forever <laughs> man absolutely, absolutely it is it's a I'm fucking trope so like i can't like with if it only was a, 15 minutes of training on the falcon again, with again, the remotes he, again blind so, what we on, saw man. was I, I, helmet I, on I, his head can't see i'm not look, all right i'm not Go, go back to your training. Obi-Wan's ventriloquism act. Compare, compare <laughs> the amount of training Luke received in the original trilogy. Which amounts to like about less than 10 minutes, if we really think about it. <laughs> or you want, or you, want, you want to do actual screen time, and Ray has even less. It would, yeah, but the point is... She has like 30 seconds. Right. With Grandmaster Leia right, on whatever right. planet they but were on. But if we, if we, I guess what I'm saying is if we watch, if we probably went through like all of the like <clears throat> moments where she uses the force... Uh, Luke's teaching or whatever the shit with Leia it probably would amount to about the same amount of time we saw Luke doing any like like we don't really see Luke like doing any sort of like Rocky Karate Kid style no. training montage. No. You're the best. But he had a hard time <laughs> balancing four rocks on right. top of each other right. on yeah. Dagobah. Yeah. Well under the tutelage of, of, of yeah. Yoda. Right. The greatest Jedi <laughs> ever. Who here comes Ray? Right. Less than a year <clears throat> into her, un, no, yeah, even knowing what the, what the force is, <laughs> and she's spinning rocks in right. a hedron around her, and gently floats to the ground like she's in the Matrix. Right. Yeah. And and Luke's dad was a kid who accidentally in a fighter craft blew accidentally. up. Accidentally, <laughs> Anakin Skywalker accidentally won the battle in the first one. <laughs> 
my this is my point is that <laughs> this if we can't if we start pulling on threads and I get that you know what I mean I get if that. we start pulling on threads then the whole sweater comes apart and I, 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 I and again I this is not to put down you or Anna's uh, dissatisfaction because like I said I I I came out of uh, mm. Last Jedi being like this is going to be controversial, but I don't get I don't get the hatred this is getting at all. I came out of Rise of Skywalker going, ooh, ooh, there there are good reasons to have issues with this movie. Oh yeah, you know that's that is that's that's the but overall, I just think that there are some of the some of the criticisms are absolutely fair, and some of them when I've heard them like that goes into the whole. Man, look, if we want to start talking... <laughs> and, and that's, talking and that's about... what I said. You can rip apart any of them. But at I, least in the context it, of the prequel movies... is it interesting movies, to all of you guys you show that them the training. same things that bother you now as an adult didn't bother you as a child? Because if you're going to compare episode 4, 5, and 6, and 7, 8, and 9, there are definite moments where, you know, Luke has had 15 minutes worth of training, Ray has had 10 seconds... Luke had two weeks on the Dagobah system. You know, Ray has had, what, six months, a year with, with Leia. I mean, all of this is comparative. I think one of the th key issues here that I, I think is really important is how it was done before and how it's done now. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe it was, and I completely admit it's possible that it's because I was a kid and I completely bought it as a kid, that Luke just knows how to stay on target and knows how to hit the thing like he did the Womp Rats, you know? And, and it's totally believable. For some reason, it's completely believable in episode four. And I think that Jeremy puts, a, puts forth a good point. It's less believable in episode seven. And there's a fundamental error in execution, I think, between what could have passed and did pass in the original movies and that doesn't pass almost at all in the sequels. And it's, it's not an issue of believability, done, you know, because you walk in there with a complete suspension of this. Right, movies. yeah. Because that's she what you're asking fails. for, because you're invested. Because you've already seen, whether you've liked it or not, six other episodes, plus, you know, uh, Rogue One, plus Han Solo, you, you're in. And let's not talk about Clone Wars, and let's not talk about Rebels, you're, you're in. I think that there's a real fundamental problem with the execution of the three movies, which is why it doesn't make it believable the second time around. Mm. And it's like you haven't, they haven't learned any of the lessons that they needed to learn in order to make the last seven, eight, and nine believable. And and this whole discussion, you're absolutely right, Miguel. Like, why did it work when, you know, Luke had 10 minutes of training and it doesn't work when Ray has 10 minutes of training? And, it's and fundamental the, in the, in I the think, execution. I think in, another issue with the film has is the buildup of the things they did. And I will blame them for not understanding that when you set up certain expectations and certain things, uh, audiences want payoffs or they want furthering or they want anything. And I do not believe that the film did that in a way that was satisfying, absolutely. At all. Where they, where, you know, you go, you look at it and you go like, okay, you gave me my answer for Ray in the last movie. Yeah. Basically. I was totally, and by the way, once more, 
I'm on board. I called the Palpatine yeah, thing. It's what I wanted, and I'm I'm still not satisfied. You, did, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not. It's like one of these because it like, was done stupid. Well, and it, the Emperor looks stupid connected to this magic metal thing, and his his acolytes in the stadium were stupid. Where did they and come Star from? Star Destroyers coming up out of ice. Where with, did they with come? With super lasers Jeremy, on them. It was stupid. Jeremy, where? It was stupid. Where did that planet of Sith come from? Where did they come from? It was stupid. <laughs> there are all of these yeah. people who. Like, the whole thing was stupid. Like thirty years, they've just been hanging out there. Is you know what? They have a star destroyer. How, how are like they going to get from this planet where Chewie Chew, almost dies? But we're not going to. We're, we're going to oh, say he didn't die. Yeah. Because you know what? Here's another moment to actually make an emotional jolt, impact, and we're just going to. No, he's on the other shuttle. What the fuck? <laughs> People absorb that and, and and process that before you just wipe it all if away you, two seconds later. But you know what? We're going to put the ship that's going to allow you to get off the planet. It's been sitting there for 30 years. It still works. It still works. But you just could click the button and it's going to turn if on. If we could harness the power that Jeremy is putting into his hands right now. It's to, unbelievable. To gesture... We could probably like light the eastern seaboard. <laughs> you for know at least what? A few this days. is this, this is what Rise of Skywalker was, right? This is what Disney and Lucasfilm collectively together came up with. This Last Jedi caught too much flack, so we gotta do this. 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 JJ, this is what we gotta do. JJ said, I have these really cool ideas in my head for shit that I want to put on screen. How do we shoehorn all of this? Into something of a, of, tells of, a, of a plot. Oh, you by have, the way, and the two and a half hours falls, to wrap it up. The plot falls apart. No, less than it two falls and a half apart. hours. No, no, right. We, we, two we hours had, and we had never right. seen a lightsaber battle right. on water. Right. So that's what we got. Doesn't matter that it sucked. I like. I, I, it that was would be horrible. One I liked it. It was easily the worst lightsaber okay, okay. battle next, next of up. all next of yes. all the movies of all time. What? Got it. Next, hands down, uh, the right. single move, worst move, one next, ever. Next, next one. Right? I don't agree, but I get where you're coming from. We need it but in the water. You, you burn in the air. The CGI of her flipping around and jumping through waves and all this stuff. In a chair, you know. Now you need it in the water. It was the CGI of her jumping around looked terrible. He kept. Plotting after her yeah. like he's Jason Voorhees right, 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 in a right, Bad Friday right, right. Thirteenth you movie. Okay, you're saying that these <laughs> sort of these sort of things that bad. you said that they right? had in there bad. the light speed skipping in the beginning. Right, bad, very beautifully done. It looks great, looks great, but it's stupid. stupid. <laughs> okay, it is a, it the is ships, a... the ships at the end. We're gonna we're gonna get all these ships together and we're gonna put every ship that has ever appeared in Star Wars media ever was, anywhere ever in one big giant that shot. Was and there's gonna be an amazing spaceship battle and it's gonna be incredible. I and that's and they put them all up there. Listen, I, I, they were just there. And then you never this. see the, any of them ever again they except for there. one shot of Wedge and one shot of Neom Num and a couple ships doing this. And then you come back to the Here's ground it. where Palpatine's shooting lightning up into the sky. Jeremy. You, ne you don't get a good spaceship battle. You I, don't get a good lightsaber battle. I'm just going to end with this. I can forgive Phantom this. Menace for all of its failings. When? Because the starship battle at the end is amazing. Because Duel <laughs> of the Fates is the single greatest lightsaber battle <laughs> Can I say in this? Star Wars. <clears throat> what we're going to need to do is we're going to need to do a slow fade out of Jeremy. <laughs> Continually it's, going I can't, but you don't get it. It's like every part of that of this movie slowly gets slower and lower and lower. Makes the worse. After Star Trek: The Undiscovered Country came out, whoa! No, no, no. Oh, what was the last movie? Was that the last movie? Oh, no. oh, you're talking about uh, the last uh, the original Nemesis. cast. The original Nemesis cast. was the last movie. No, oh, perfect. Yeah. After Nemesis. Nemesis came out, 
I was like, I'm done with this. I'm done. <laughs> See, I didn't. I didn't. You know? do that. I didn't but, either. But what did they? What happened? I continued like I was continuing yeah. to be roped into the rest of the other shows, and now we're going to Picard. By the way, that should be covered. We're hoping to cover that in our next in the next podcast. Can't wait. <clears throat> which is what I'm which glad. Is, Jeremy, in a sense. Can, can I be part? Of, can I be part of that? Can I? Can, can, oh, I, yeah. can I continue? <laughs> yes. By, by, by no. the way, by the way, Jeremy has he had his Luke Skywalker tattoo. It's been reworked. <laughs> He's he's taking the hair off. He's, he's now he's, he's now he's killing his nephew. No, that's no, what, no, that's no. what Luke Skywalker no, no, he, is doing. Like, you, Fluke Skywalker. No, no, no. Now, <laughs> Luke, see, now you're 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 going in uh, segment by segment to your tattoo artist, and it's sl you're slowly making so, him John Luke Picard. Just get rid of his hair. Just get rid of his hair. Now here, here. what I can appreciate is that your the passion is it's it for Star Wars is still alive and well, as much as as you hated. Um, uh, the you know the, this movie, we all love the Mandalorian, eh? Yeah, right? you know, and it's well, still. Can, can I can I make a proposal? Yes, we've done this once in the past where we kind of put together like really crazy proposals of movies and like ideas for like casting, and this was like our like pitch. Do you remember, guys? Yes, we of did course. it like once or twice. Can we can we pitch seriously to like Disney to redo <laughs> episode seven, eight, and nine with like new, you know? And we 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 could like put Give together the JJ cut. Start, like, the we JJ do remakes cut. of movies all the time. Release the Abrams cut or the JJ Abrams cut. I, I I think the last one I sent you from Reddit. Yeah. Where what where it was the guy who proposes that the entire sequel trilogy is recited by R two D two, a hundred years in the future okay. to the actual Council of Wills from the perspective of a droid who didn't actually get to experience the events mm -hmm. of the sequel trilogy. <laughs> so what he does is he fills in the gaps of the story that he wasn't there for with shit that he does exactly remember from his previous this. adventures. And it explains all the nonsense. <laughs> it fills in all the nonsense. This sounds that like is my headcanon now. This sounds, That's what it is. This sounds like something The Sin sequel trilogy say. is not what actually happened. It's not the real events. I prefer don't, don't, to think. Don't you think that you know there were a bunch of people sitting around the table, and maybe George was part of this at one point, And they're like, "We're going to bring Palpatine back," and you can see George go, "Uh, no, he got killed at the end of Episode Six. <laughs> he's like, "No, no," but we're like, we'll, 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 you know," and it's like, and uh, it, it, and he's coming back, and George is like, "What? I didn't get any of that. Like, how do you bring Palpatine back when I killed him at the end of Episode Six? Like, yeah, that's that there 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 are things like that that very much speak to me of an overriding. A corporate decision. Palpatine coming back literally just in the crawl. Yeah. And it's like, he's back. You didn't get but to like, see I power I mean, From the opening crawl, I went, oh my God, they brought Palpatine back, back in the crawl. That's how they did it. But you already knew that going into theory. You did you? know that. And I understand why yeah. they did it like that. It was just stupid. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. The reason they yeah. had to bring Palpatine back was because Disney couldn't and wouldn't actually make the controversial decision to leave Kylo Ren the bad guy. Yeah. And actually make the conscious decision to leave Rey nobody. And to have her actually have to kill their last Skywalker. Which all of that, Which that would have been great. If she stays nobody, kills Kylo Ren, right. then goes to Naboo... And takes the name Skywalker oh, like, instead of the Tatooine. I can feel it. Okay, all right. Regardless, <clears throat> the, the, that would have been a better narrative payoff for me because it doesn't repeat 
similar beats. It doesn't repeat the beats. We get, it's like, oh no, because at the end of- You can hate the prequels all you want. They are different than the original <laughs> trilogy. And well, that's not why I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but but like might, maybe not. But they're different. They told a different story. Where Jeremy's got a point. Whereas if you look at the sequel where, trilogy, we have one whole episode, is a, which is it, which is New Hope Light, the original trilogy. You know what I mean? All over again. And then we've got oh, the main the character who's the main villain is going to have a redemptive arc. You know, they're they're they, see this is what so, I, so now the nine movies. It's not about the rise and fall and the rebirth of Anakin. It's not. Now it's about Palpatine. It's about some asshole dictator. Yeah, yeah you could make the argument uh, that that would be the way it was because when you say the second you got, if you no one knew the story and you said, well, okay, who's Anakin? Well, he's the hero of the story, blah, blah, blah. He goes on. So, he's not the hero. Right, right, Anakin's right, right, right. I, no I know longer the hero, the hero right, of the right, story. Right, right, right. But, but I'm saying, no. But if you were to tell, and you were like, well, who's Anakin? And he was like, okay, so it's a story about him. And you're saying, yes, it should be a story about him. And then he says, well, who's this Palpatine guy? And the second you go, well, who's this Palpatine guy? You go, he's probably Anakin's father. The second you kill that, it what you just said is, it does become kind of, maybe it always was about that moment in time of Palpatine. But that's the... I think there's an argument. And, and if it is, then that's the... Then those six movies are the self-contained story. And if you're going to bring back Palpatine, right. <clears throat> you fucking have to somewhere put in Anakin. You have to. Right. Look, they... That, they, that they, is the dichotomy. They, that is the balance. That is the story. Not putting any mention of to, Anakin to, in there at know, all to be honest, I, is I, a slap in the face to what the original six movies actually are about. There's a lot of uh, memes, drawings, like artistic renderings of of like Ray being flanked by force ghosts. Yes, I thought that was gonna. I thought that was really gonna happen. Yeah, but I guess this is not. the thing. I think that for many many years to come, we will essentially have a lot of things that will be like, oh, this is this was supposed to happen here. We'll learn over the course of a few years. Yeah. Concept art leaks, oh, scripts, yeah. and it'll be like, oh, this character was supposed to do this, and they cut that out. This was. Did you read the synopsis of uh, Trevorrow's script? I ha not yet, but I'm the it, stuff something like that. I have no doubt god. things were. I, I wish they had made that truncated. movie instead. Oh yeah. my god, it would have been incredible. There you go. I, um, I, I think I think you're. I mean, there's something that I didn't think about, Jeremy, but I think you're absolutely right. Like from the very beginning of of this this saga, if you will. The whole point is that Anakin Skywalker is the thing that's going to change the Force and make them win the final battle against the Sith. <laughs> His son ends up being the actual guy who, you know, wins the battle against the Sith, which is Luke Skywalker. And now with Episode 7, 8, and 9, you're bringing in the fact that actually you've got a Palpatine that's going to negate everything that has been done and said before, including all of the predictions of, like, highly respected seers that, you know, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. It kind of kills the story in a way that I hadn't thought about. But indeed, if Rey was just another person and not a Palpatine descendant, you know, it could have left the predictions and all of the, the storyline of Skywalker in place. And not discredited six other movies with three new ones that have nothing to do with the predictions, the past, the seers, the history, the... You're absolutely right. 
Looks like you converted everybody. While you're <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm I mean, not trying I mean, to. Intellectually, well, I, I'm also. Point. I mean, you, you're trained for so many years to be told, you know, Anakin, Anakin, Anakin. And in fact, it's Luke, Luke, Luke. And now, in fact, it's Palpatine. I mean, like. Yeah. I, look, look, I. Uh, what you were saying, John, about like, the thing is, I, like I said, there were moments in the movie that worked for me. But it's very messy. Yeah. I, there's and it's undeni- and it's undeniably so. And I honestly would say I think we it's probably it's JJ's messiest movie. It was terrible. I think it's his messiest movie. Well, that well, it's not even so much the work of his back of his. It's uh, the reaction to that work. It's the reaction yeah. of Johnson's of, 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 of last every, of last Jedi from last of of last Jedi. And then you have like uh, Ed, you've got. No, that's here. That's a whole other thing. That's a whole other company. <laughs> We're not going to get into it. A whole other Same franchise. Thing. Another franchise. Um, I just want to thank everyone again, once again, for coming back again. Um, it was great to have Jeremy here. I love being here. Um, uh, hopefully, we. Uh, I didn't do any damage to his heart. No, uh, I'm good. By getting his. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Because he came in here frozen and then slowly, like a caveman, <laughs> and coming back to life. Me up. I'm good. I'm good. He got, he got his like his like oh that block had just gone. And, and what I can say is. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to feel about this movie because I really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Every, every message that it sent, well, and everything that, that it did. That's how you feel about it. You really didn't like it. <laughs> but I, and I didn't, and it retroactively makes the rest of the sequels bad. And I've been uh, searching for somebody, an opinion somewhere that makes logical sense to change my mind on it. Mm. And I, and I, and I was genuinely hoping to come here and talk I'm, with I'm you right. guys and, and and genuinely change how I feel about it because it hurts me as. A person that loves Star Wars connection. so much. Yeah. If, to actually if it can comfort you a little bit, crap. Um, if you look at the reaction that your kids had, and you look at the reaction that you you have, I think you kind of have the answer because my girls liked it. Maybe a little less than than your kids did, but my girls liked it, and I was just like, "This is bullshit." And it's, <laughs> it's, 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 I kind of feel like Disney brought you know they really really planned this for uh, maybe a different age group. They did. A different, That's Fan cast, you know, they, they had a different audience in mind, and I think maybe that's the only place where logic enters into it. They didn't, they totally don't care about those of us who've been like lovers of this trilogy yeah. for 30 years now. They missed the point, they missed the respect, they missed any cohesive plot lines, they missed all yeah. of it. Wait, well, and just made okay. it for the kids. I mean, I hope you find solace. I hope you find solace. I hope you find peace. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm actually not not to get too personal or deep or anything, Uh-oh. but I'm actually going to have to see the movie again because instead of after watching the movie, analyzing it and thinking about it, my girlfriend broke up with me. <laughs> so there's another thing, Freylo, the kiss at the end. Oh, no. <laughs> She's going to willingly kiss a man who physically and mentally abuses her. Meanwhile, John, Boy- what kind of message is that for young Fina- women? Meanwhile, Finn is like. I didn't kill anyone. <laughs> you know, I've been here the whole entire time supporting you. He's a mess. And what does he do the whole movie? <laughs> Ray, Ray, Ray. He doesn't have a name. We he will. doesn't know his parents. <laughs> does we. he go to Tatooine and steal the name Skywalker? <laughs> no. <laughs> he deals with it and moves we on. We're never going to be able to. No, you know, sorry. Jeremy, I'm no, no, sorry. No, 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 Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy. No, 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 Jeremy. I want you to continue. Just keep going. Oh my just, God! Just keep going. Just keep his going. name is the code on the back of the stormtrooper gear. So uh, we're gonna have to end. He doesn't things. even have a name. Uh, <laughs> this might not have been a good idea. We may not be able to get. Uh, you I, know, know, I don't know where to go. 
We might have to get Jeremy out of this studio oh, here. I just want to, I want to hurt somebody. Uh, Miguel, uh, you're closest. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to get it. Oh Jeremy, uh, get, get, Ed, do you, we have a, we still have that tranquilizer, right? That uh, whole scene, <laughs> he, he crashes, well, he crashes the TIE fighter. Show. The other one, we'll, the other scene. Hopefully we'll be coming. We want to thank everybody for coming here. Destroy the TIE fighter with our lightsaber. Yeah, the new year. So many great things coming out here. Thank you. Thanks to Anna, as always, for coming over. Thank you to John Pancake Studios. Thank you to Jeremy, the king of Star Wars. Chewie died, but nobody's going to acknowledge it. Welcome to 2020. We're going to get the ship that's been sitting here for 30 years to fight away. Until next time. To be continued. Come on. What's holding the quicksand up? What's holding the quicksand up? Hey guys, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinuedafanboypodcast.com. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and now on YouTube. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. Until next time.